Hey everyone, welcome back to this month's episode of Post-Secondary Tea, a podcast presented by Lead Canada. On today's episode, we're going to be discussing an important topic when it comes to university, the internship recruiting process. Now, with an everly increasingly competitive job market, gaining industry-relevant experience in university is becoming increasingly important, and often this comes in the form of internships. From the outside looking in, I know I've personally found it, internship recruiting process can be a very daunting process. We hear these buzzwords being thrown around like recruiting, networking, and coffee chats, and those just don't make sense when you're not when you don't know anything about the process. On today's episode, we'll be baking, breaking down all these buzzwords to help you get a better sense and a better idea of how you can secure your next internship during post-secondary. All right, so on today's episode, we're excited to be joined by Maggie, who's a first-year student at the Ivy School of Business, just to talk a bit about internships and how to find them during university. Um, Maggie, do you want to give a quick introduction? Yeah, for sure. Thank you, Noah, for having me on the podcast. So it's, it's a pleasure to be here today. And like uh, Noah mentioned, I'm in my in my I'm in my first year at Ivy Business School, and I've done internships in law, consulting, and product operations. Um, so that's a little bit about me. Happy to talk about um, internships in this podcast for sure. Awesome, great introduction. Now going into our first topic here, um, just about finding internships in high school. I know especially when you're applying to university and stuff, you hear about these kids who have internships and stuff and all that and can seem a bit daunting. Is it possible to get an internship in high school from your experience or background? Yeah, I think in terms of internships in high school, you definitely can get them, but they're not very, very common. Um, Some banks or a lot of nonprofit organizations will hire interns during the summer of your grade 11 or grade 12 year. Um, And they can be paid or unpaid though. So I think that's kind of the only caveat. Um, I know there's a ton more in the US than there are in Canada, but I think for Canadian students specifically, it would be worth looking into nonprofit organizations that are looking for summer interns um, in business development or marketing, for example. Um, But I think just uh, a point about internships overall is that they are a really, really great way to gain real world and hands on experience in industries that you are interested in. And it's definitely an opportunity to find out what you like and what you don't like doing. Um, And also, it's a great opportunity to build really, really meaningful connections early on and find a mentor who can potentially guide you through um, that process and guide you in the right direction as well. Yeah, for sure. That's some good insight. And I guess the next question I'm sure a lot of people are wondering is, do you need an internship in high school? Yeah, definitely not. Um, I don't think, you know, having an internship will have an impact in terms of whether you're going to get a full-time job like four years down the road. Um, I would say instead of that, like during the summer, you should definitely just take it to go on like a grad trip after high school, um, explore some new sites. And then honestly, you can start a passion project or take some online courses to develop some of the skills that might be important as you go into university. Um, I think personally, I think it's more meaningful if you just focus on your personal development um, and then kind of talk about those experiences when you're applying for clubs or when you're applying for internships I think that makes you more of an interesting person than say like oh I just worked an internship you know throughout the summer throughout the summer before high school yeah yeah for sure and then I guess also especially when it comes to applying to university what other opportunities can you do get involved during high school to help you stand out Um, Yeah, I think other things that you can do during high school is like start by, for example, like making a a LinkedIn account, honestly, regardless of your major, like find current students at the current university who are one to two years actually above you, and then just connect with them on LinkedIn and ask them about sort of your journey, look at clubs and experiences that they've been involved in in the past, like whether that was through high school or like first and second year university, and just see which ones you can start getting involved in now. Um, And then also, I think something else that you can do is like start reading the news, look at like some some of the trends or see what future employers might be looking for in terms of like your skills and then use your free time to pick up on some of those skills. 
Yeah, for sure. Those are some good tips. And now kind of moving on to the more university side, especially like clubs and stuff, which is obviously a big part and you play a huge role in securing internships. So what kind of opportunities from your past experience have you seen are available to university students in terms of clubs? Yeah, there's a ton um, from clubs, like definitely, definitely go and try to join like a, a couple clubs that you're really interested in. Um, I think like definitely just join clubs, first of all, that's relevant to the industries that you want to work in. So whether that's like healthcare or like business or technology or entrepreneurship, there's definitely going to be a club for each one of those areas. Um, and so I think the most important asset that you can actually get from clubs are actually the people that you meet, not necessarily the, the opportunities that they provide you with, but the people that are in the leadership team or the people that are just part of the club these people most likely have previous experience like navigating recruiting um, or working at some of the companies that you might be interested in working at um, so definitely just talk to these people like for me personally the people that I met and that I became friends with during these clubs were literally like the most helpful when I was going through the internship recruiting process myself um, they're able to help you edit your cover letters your resumes um, and also mock you for interviews which is definitely a very very crucial part of internship recruiting um, some something else that clubs usually do is like they also work with external clients or companies to set up like formal internship programs during the school year. So, for example, at Western, um, the Pre-Business Students Network and the Western Marketing Association both offer internship programs for first and second year students, um, whereas some other clubs, for example, um, like consulting clubs or finance clubs or entrepreneurship clubs, they do work with um, external partners to run projects um, that you can consult as kind of an analyst. Um, and then you do real analysis and research and recommendations for real companies, which is also a very, very valuable experience. Um, so I think the, the last thing in terms of clubs is that there's also a lot of like mentorship programs where you either get connected one on one with a mentor who's maybe in third or fourth year or you get connected with like a group of people where you and maybe some other first and second year students are paired up with like a mentor. Um, and again, right, like connecting with people that are that, that have been in your shoes is a really valuable opportunity. Um, so definitely take the time to find out what opportunities that are available in terms of a mentorship program um, and take advantage of those because, you know, that's like a a great great resource for sure yeah for sure and just kind of building off of that a little bit um do you have any tips because obviously like everyone strives to say be an exec on a club or anything do you have any tips on how to make the most of the experience as like say a general member yeah i would say that um just because you're not an executive on a club right that's that definitely should not impede on your experience with like a club specifically um as a general member like just be very proactive you know in getting involved with the club whether that's like reaching out to the, the executive team even like and because there's definitely something to learn from these people um or just like going to as many events as you can just to learn more about like the different things that they're offering i think is like the, a great way to kind of get your name out there get people to know you um because obviously like the more people that you know it's kind of like a domino or like a ripple effect right someone will introduce you to somebody else or like someone else will introduce you to another opportunity and it kind of spirals from there so just because you're not an exec literally does not give you a disadvantage in any way um still just be proactive um and reaching out and and you're literally going to be just fine yeah for sure those are some good tips and then obviously with the increase in like the importance of ebi like equity diversity and inclusion we're seeing more opportunities available for bipoc women and stuff and different minorities in terms of opportunities and internships. Could you speak a little bit about like some of the opportunities specifically available to these groups? Yeah, of course. Uh, EDI is definitely a very, very, very important topic in today's society. Um, and I know a lot of companies are doing a lot to make sure that 
um, you know, they're kind of in line with those as well. So I would say the first one is try to be on the lookout for a diversity program specifically. There is a ton of them, especially for second year and third year students um, in terms of the recruiting process. So I know that in finance, if you're interested in pursuing that as a career, there's a ton of like sophomore diversity programs um, that are focused specifically on hiring like BIPOC or women um, and minorities. So definitely check those out. And then also for female identifying individuals, um, the Flick Apprentice Hub, the website should be weareflick.com. Um, it's a really, really great website where um, it's super helpful if you're just getting started on finding an internship opportunity. I personally used it in first year and second year, actually, just to find um, opportunities to get involved in like specific industries that I was really into. Um, I was able to connect with a lot of female founders in literally like all the industries you can think of, like law, healthcare, technology, consulting, real estate, and so much more. Um, and Flick is really a place where you can work directly with a female founder and like a CEO and really work on high impact projects as a first and second year student, which is very, very, very rare. Um, and there's honestly no limit to the number of founders you can actually work with. Um, and I think it's like a great way to kind of explore your interests and get that hands-on experience to set you up well for that like big company internship, for example, later down the line. For sure. Those are some good tips there and good resources to check out. And now kind of moving more on to like the application for internship side. Now, let's say you have that experience or you feel a little more confident and you're ready to apply. Can you walk us through a little bit about what a typical application process looks like? Yeah, of course. So a normal application process for internships. Um, so applications usually roll out mid-November to early December, mid-December. Um, and usually these ones are like the big companies. So the big banks, for example, um, or like just the big companies that are within the industry that you're interested in. Um, applications are usually due around Christmas time or early January. So I would say like, because a lot of these are kind of on a rolling basis, like don't wait until the last minute to apply. Usually what I like to tell people is like, try to apply like close to as soon as the application drops, um, you kind of want to be in the first cohort of applications that they look at. Um, and so that's kind of the application portal, the side of it. And then after that, you would have to submit, you know, your resume, your cover letter, your transcript, um, and then fill out like a couple of questions on their application form, which should be directly on the company's website. Awesome. Yeah. And then do you have any tips for when you're writing that written application, things you can do to help stand out? Mm -hmm. So I think the first thing is definitely, you know, research the role that you're applying to, right? There's like so many different roles. And honestly, um, the HR manager, or the recruiter is going to look at how you as an individual and how your experiences will align with the role that recruiting for, right? Like they don't want to hire someone with no experience or like um, no interest in what, what they're recruiting for. So definitely make sure that you're in your resume and your cover letter, you're really showing that unique interest and, and a passion for that role and just tailor your experiences um, to that role as well. And then the second thing I think I would say in terms of um, tips for the written application is, again, like find past interns to go over them, edit them, um, give you some feedback in terms of how you can improve, because as a past intern, they obviously know what the company is looking for. And so they can help you kind of tailor those experiences to the company as well. That's good to know. And then so once you've made it through that written application phase at stage and you have the interview, what are some tips or like what are some experiences you did to help prepare you for your interview? Mm -hmm. Similar to the written application process, um, I would start by researching the company that I applied for first. So looking at the team that I've applied to, um, are there any recent projects that they've been working on? Also connecting with the people in the team. So again, using LinkedIn as a, as a way to leverage that, um, finding current like 
current employees in the team that I'm applying to, asking them about, you know, what projects they've worked on, how they've liked it, any challenges that they faced. Um, so I can kind of speak to that in my interviews and really demonstrate that I've done my research and I have an interest in this um, aspect is really helpful. Also look into the culture of the company. I know culture is kind of like a taboo term. Um, it's, it's really hard to just say, oh, like the culture of the company is X, Y, Z, right? It's really hard to actually describe it. But I think like questions that you can ask involve like, oh, you know, what do you, what does the team like to do on a Friday night? Like, do you guys like to go out? Like, how do you connect with one another, especially in a virtual world? Like, what do you do as a team to try to stay connected on a more personal level, right? Apart from the work that you're doing. Um, and that's how you would know whether like you as an individual would fit in well with the team. And it'll really show in the interview as well. Um, sometimes before the interview, they'll also send you the names of the interviewers. Um, so, you know, go on LinkedIn and go and stalk them, uh, see what their past journeys are, are like. And when they ask you, do you have any questions for me at the end of the interview, you have something to talk about, right? Oh, I noticed that, you know, you went to this country for a little while and then you came back to Canada. Like, how was that experience? I'm really curious. Like people love talking about themselves, right? So definitely try to do that. Um, and then I think the last thing in terms of preparing for interviews is like practice, practice, practice. Like I remember sitting in front of my mirror, like I had like my stuffed animals lined up um, and I would just talk to my stuffed animals, right? Pretend that they were my audience, but obviously also doing mock interviews with like my friends and upper years just to get kind of that like one-on-one -on -one personal interaction. So I could get some feedback as well before my real interview. Yeah, for sure. I think LinkedIn's one of the only places where stalking can be a good thing here. <laughs> Definitely. And I guess what is one thing Actually, sorry, jumping back one bit. So specifically with consulting interns in interviews, I know we've heard a bit about that. How do those kind of differentiate themselves from like other interviews and stuff? Yeah, so consulting interviews are um, kind of their own breed. <laughs> um, and and the, way, the, the reason why I say that is because apart from just the typical behavioral interviews where they ask you, oh, you know, like, what would you in this in, in this situation or like tell me about a time when you like did xyz um a consulting interview also comes with a component called the case interview and essentially what the case interview is is that you as a candidate will be presented with a problem that a company is facing for example whether it's um, a revenue decline or they're looking to enter into a, a new market um, and you as the candidate will actually have to walk the interviewer through your thought process in terms of how you would approach that problem um you know what are some potential solutions or what are some of the things or the considerations that you would um, keep in mind as you're navigating this problem that's been presented to you and then ultimately provide a final recommendation to you know your interviewer or, or like your client right um, because consulting is so focused on you know that sort of side of research and recommendation like obviously this you could you could see why this is like a typical interview for consulting interviews. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how it differs from other interviews where it might be just more behavioral focused. Consulting definitely has that little technical aspect to it. Yeah, for sure. And I guess now that you've gone through a couple of interview cycles and application cycles, what is one piece of advice you wish you knew when you started? Oh, uh, I actually have three pieces of advice. I think the first one is I wish that I looked into opportunities um, in different companies earlier. Um, because I think for me, when I started applying to the companies that I did apply for, I realized that I had already missed out on um, a lot of them. And I could have maybe learned a little bit more about the other ones um, had I known I should have done that. 
The second one is really making a list of internships to track um, because I think like it's it's like obviously it's like very obvious that you should do that but I honestly didn't do that when I first started and it was really really hard for me to keep track of like oh which companies have I applied to um, you know what's the status of those and I think it would just make it a lot easier on yourself if you had something like that and then the last thing is I definitely wish I talked to more past interns and started building on like those relationships earlier on because you know whenever you have like a quick question you can just be like hey like quick question you know what should I like what do you think about like this in this this experience line I have on my resume right instead of like going through the formal process of hi xy person my name is blah like I'm interested in applying to this oh by the way can you please look over my resume like it just comes a little bit more natural if you start building those relationships earlier on yeah for sure and I guess kind of building off some of your recommendations and like advice from there is where do people normally look for internships and stuff because I feel like even just finding them can be a bit of a daunting process Mm -hmm. um, I would always start with the people that you know. So whether it's the people that you've met at clubs, whether it's like your friends or like any upper years that you've been connected with, um, first of all, like ask them where they did their internships, right? Because that gives you a really great starting point in terms of like, oh, you know, these are in, these are companies that do hire like first and second year interns. Um, and let me see if they're hiring again this year or like if this is a company that I want to work for potentially. And then the second one, I would say, um, if you're looking at like smaller startups or smaller companies, try to get a referral from these people. Um, or like if you notice that they do generally hire interns, you can even just send like an email to the CEO or like whoever's maybe in charge of their recruiting um, and say, hey, like I noticed that, you know, you have hired past interns. I'm interested in learning more about it. Can you tell me a little bit more? And then the third one um, is also LinkedIn. If you just go to jobs on LinkedIn and you search like summer intern, usually a lot of job postings will will be there. Um, so you can definitely take a look into that. Um, and I think those are, yeah, some great ways to start in terms of looking for internships. Yeah, for sure. And then just building off that again a little bit is, what do you think is a realistic kind of like outlook on internships or students in first year and stuff? Because I feel like it's kind of hard to set your expectations in terms of what you can actually achieve, especially when someone you're competing against older students. Yeah, that's a great question. I think um, for first year students, like, usually it's better i would recommend to, to start working with a startup or like a smaller company just because you learn a lot more actually in these environments um it's not even about like having a big name internship or a big company internship like those can come further down the road for a first and second year student i think if you have the experience working at a startup it shows that you know you've been able to take on a lot of great responsibility and you've been able to like kind of understand how a company works um, and what are the important elements that tie a company together, which will set you up really well in the future. Um, so I think just focus on, you know, building relationships with these like startups or like smaller companies just to get that real world experience. But at the same time, I wouldn't like discourage you from applying to big companies. Like you never know what's going to happen. Like you might as well just shoot your shot. Um, sometimes like big companies, I know for, for example, like Deloitte, they actually do sometimes hire uh, first year students. And so like definitely just apply and see what happens. Um, another thing I would actually say is um, so a lot of these companies actually have like summer leadership conferences uh, where they actually hire interns from them. So this leadership conference usually lasts like two to three days in the summer and they call it like a national summer leadership conference or like a whatever, like a special name. But basically um, it gives you kind of a really great insight into what the company does, uh, what are the opportunities that they have, you know, what the culture is like. Um, and then straight from that conference, they'll give you like an interview offer. And most of the time you will be recruited for the next summer. So definitely look into those as well. 
Yeah, for sure. Those are some good places to start and kind of just thinking about when you're considering. And then you mentioned a lot about like startups for big firms. I think you've touched on it already quite a bit, but from your past experience, what do you think are some of the biggest differences in like working in a startup environment versus working on a big firm? Yeah, so I definitely did touch on this a little bit before, but I think I can definitely do like a straight comparison between the two. So in a startup, um, your ideas that you bring to the table are definitely heard and in most cases are actually implemented. Even if it doesn't work long term, like you know that whatever you brought up is going to be tried out by the company. Um, the second one is, again, like lots of opportunities for personal development. You have a super tight knit community community who's there to support you um, and you do get to know that you're working with very, very well. And generally in a startup environment, it's very, very fast paced. Things get done very, very fast. And like I mentioned earlier, you can do a lot in a very short amount of time. Um, whereas in a big firm, like the benefits are that, you know, there's better compensation, like you get vacation days, you get snacks, you get to travel a little bit. Um, and obviously you have that big name credibility on your resume. And also you get like a huge network of people people right because maybe it's a global firm you're able to network internally with like managers or partners um and i think something that's really really important is that you actually learn about the company procedures and policies that can produce really really great work for the clients that they're serving um however the downside to like a big firm for example is that there's a lot more hierarchy and there is like a formal feedback or performance review process um, that can feel at times like a little bit restricting yeah, for sure. Those are some good, straightforward comparisons just to understand the differences. And now I know you mentioned it a couple of times now, but like you worked at Deloitte, obviously, and, and your past summer internship and consulting. Can you tell us a little bit about what a typical day in the life would look like? Yeah, sure. So uh, my internship was a virtual internship from home. Um, usually what would happen is like I would wake up in the morning, maybe I have like an 8 a.m. or 9 a.m. start. Um, usually we have a team meeting to, to discuss kind of the team progress. Um, and then also we look at the agenda for the day, what everybody's working on in their specific work streams, and then also any major announcements that the team needs to know. Um, and then I would work independently for a few hours, just like, you know, on research or on slide deck building or other things like that, um, grab lunch. And then usually in the afternoon, I have like client meetings. So whether that could be like a workshop or a presentation or just like a feedback and formal feedback session um, from the clients on our progress, uh, usually those would happen in the early afternoon. And then after that, I would do a bit more independent work. And then near the end of the day, I would have a one-on-one -on -one check in with my direct supervisor, um, just a debrief on the work that I've done today. And then also set the, set the framework for tomorrow. Um, after that, usually there's like a workout session that actually Deloitte will, um, you know, organize for us. Um, and then usually there's like a dinner social with the other interns after that we self-organize. Um, and then if sometimes it's like a high, uh, like there's like a lot of deadlines coming up, I would maybe take some time to do some more work after dinner. Um, but usually that doesn't happen. Yeah, for sure. That sounds like a really busy, but exciting day. Mm -hmm. And then, so what is one thing that you weren't expecting going into your internship that you discovered? Yeah, one thing that I found very surprising that I wasn't expecting, but I was really, really happy about was um, Deloitte actually had an international staffing team, um, at least for the team that I was working on. So um, everybody was from like a different location around the world. Like I'm, I was based out of the Toronto office. Uh, there were people on my team that were from the Calgary office some people from Chicago, and then we actually had someone from Mexico. And so it was really, really great just working with people that are from such different backgrounds, um, but working on the same thing together. I think it was um, definitely something that I really, really enjoyed out of my summer experience. For sure. And then how did you find it actually working from home and stuff? Because obviously the ideal environment, that office life and stuff would be a really cool experience. 
Mm-hmm. Um, there's like definitely pros and cons. So I think like the pros is that there's definitely a lot of flexibility um, in terms of how you schedule your time. And then also, you know, because you're at home, you kind of get to plan out your days a little bit better. And the days do feel a little bit longer. Um, the cons is I think the first one is because of that flexibility as well. The burnout is quite real. So it's really hard to have like a, a defined, de- like a defined boundary between working and life. Um, so there's that like one challenge the other challenge is that it's a bit harder to connect with your coworkers on a more personal level for sure um but I think like for me I try to go into the office when it started when, when it opened for like once one to two times a week so that was really helpful as well um but yeah I think those are just some of the pros and cons yeah for sure and then I guess building off of that is what would one thing you'd probably do differently now that you've had this internship experience Yeah, I think um, one thing that I would do differently is try to connect with other project teams um, more and just learn about what they're working on, because I know that, especially in consulting, you know, obviously it's different for every industry, but in consulting, everybody is literally working on something different. Um, I could be working on a project with like a, a property management company and somebody else could be working on like a big name retailer. And obviously, as you can imagine, like those would be very, very different types of projects. And so um, I think it would have been, it would have been really interesting if I learned a little bit more about what that project was, was, was and what they were doing. Um, and I think another thing I would do differently actually is try to get staffed on more than one thing or like just try to ask for responsibility in different things within an internship because an internship is obviously an opportunity for you to explore like different things instead of like being stuck on one thing. So if you've noticed that, you know, you're kind of stuck on the same thing for a prolonged period of time, maybe bring it up to like your managers or your supervisor and see if you can get switched to a different project um, just to get more of that exposure that you should be getting in an internship. Yeah, for sure. Those are, that's some good advice. Now, other than that, other than just like your average, you know, typical tasks and stuff, how can you make the most of your internship experience? Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's three things I would say. The first one is try to get to know some of the other interns. Actually, I think it's really exciting when you meet somebody else who's like the same age as you, like 18, 19, 20, right? And then you guys kind of have a common language as opposed to trying to talk to someone who's like 26, right? Like you're going to be talking about really different things. And I think it's just a lot more fun when somebody can relate to you on like that level as like a 19 year old, 20 year old working at a big company. Um, The second thing I would say is try to find other opportunities that you can get involved in outside of your project work. So for example, there's a lot of committees. Um, There's like volunteering opportunities. There's also like like just a bunch of ways to get involved within like a big firm, for example. So um, I would say do that. And then the third thing is definitely try to chat with partners and managers. Some firms actually have a very flat hierarchy where it's like, there's no problem if you just want to book a time with a partner or manager, just to learn about kind of like their journey to the company and why they decided to stay. Um, I've met some really, really interesting people who have left the firm for like five or six years because you know they were like oh I want to try something new and then they actually came back to the company just because of for whatever reason right whether it's like oh the people's great or like the benefits are amazing or they just miss like working in that sort of project environment um so it's really interesting just to like learn from people that were previously in your shoes like 10 20 years ago um so yeah those are some of the things that I would say to make a great experience out of your internship yeah for sure those are some good tips And then is it a common question I'm sure a lot of people have is, is it possible to get a full-time offer from your internship? Very, 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 very possible. Um, So usually after you do a summer internship, um, you will get a return for a full-time offer if it's your penultimate year. But if you're working in an internship, say for example, in your first or second year, 
they could potentially give you a return offer for the next summer. So, um, but obviously that's dependent on like, you know, your work ethic and, and the great work that you do. If your performance review ends up with like your manager telling you, hey, like you didn't do anything this summer. Like, I don't think that's very possible, but as long as you're putting in the effort and as long as you are doing great work, um, I don't think there's a problem with you getting a return offer for next summer. Yeah, for sure. That's a good thing to hear. And then my last question in terms of your past internship experience, you mentioned it a little bit before, but what tips have you learned about how to maintain that work-life balance? Because I think that's something everyone wants to do. Yeah. Um, so in internships, whether it's in a big firm or in a startup, you're definitely going to have times when things just do get a little bit busier. And then you're also going to have times when things are just like super, super chill and you kind of get off at like a 1 p.m. on a Friday. Um, I would say that in terms of work-life balance, especially with the world moving into like a hybrid work, you know, working environment, set very clear boundaries for yourself in terms of like, okay, I'm not even going to touch my laptop after a certain hour, or like, I'm only going to, um, like, I have my protected lunch breaks, right, where like, nobody is allowed to like, call me and nobody is allowed to like, reach me via messages, just having those very clear boundaries and making sure that other people that you're working with understand those boundaries and that they respect them, I think is like, super, super crucial to maintaining a work life balance. Um, I think something else is also just like, sort of planning your days and your weeks at, in advance as much as possible. So kind of understanding, oh, this upcoming week, you know, I have a deadline on Friday. What does that translate into like my work efficiency or like where I put my time from Monday to Thursday? Um, and so it's really about like planning in advance. And then also, um, I guess, like setting very clear boundaries in terms of like what your like, you know, what, what you need in terms of like a break, et cetera. Yeah. Cool. And now moving on from internships, moving on to a new segment of the podcast called Advice to Your First Yourself, where I'm going to ask all our guests to say one thing that they wish they could, could do differently if they could go back to first year. So Maggie, what is one thing you would do differently? One thing I would do differently if I went back to first year. Oh, the good old days. Um, so at Western, um, there's a cafeteria in every single residence hall. And I kind of just stuck with like the one or two. Um, but I honestly, if I went back, I would try to go to every single cafeteria just to see what the best food was out of all the different cafeterias. So I would have like a better comparison. Um, I think that would be pretty fun because I think as you as you get older, like as you move into upper years, you don't really get an opportunity to go back into residence and eat cat food. So yeah, take advantage of that. <laughs> for sure. That's a good piece of advice. Definitely something I'll try. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time. It was great to learn about internships and I'm sure all our viewers and listeners learned a lot too. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure to be here. Thanks for listening to the sixth episode of season two of Post-Secondary Tea presented by Leap Canada. Make sure to subscribe to be notified whenever we release a new episode and follow us on social media at leap.canada to get updates on all our exciting events and projects.